It's Wacky Wednesday here on Cork Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube, and presented by Jock Market, the app where we're having more than just fun. We're actually making money. Yeah, pretty cool idea. Download the app for free on all your major providers. Use the promo code MMN for Mayo Media Net. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free, and if it's free, it's for us. We've been throwing our weight around in the jock market, the prop market, and just about every other market, doing the thing that we do, me and you, the Cork Stats crew. Hey, everybody, it's your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple, Big Johnny Stud, coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always, coming out the chair, as always. How much fun are we having doing this man yesterday was just so much fun and it's the reason why a lot of us you know get involved with this thing of ours if you're unfamiliar i've seen those view counts kind of creeping up welcome aboard yeah it's about to get pretty weird up in here we are having fun Baseball is hard work. It's a lot of numbers. It's never-ending. You constantly have to keep your head on a swivel, especially with something like fantasy. You take a day off, the league does not. Same thing with handicapping. These trends, all the hitting, all the stats, all the nuance and the context, pour it out your nose when you hear at Cork Stats. Audio-only listeners, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to ask you for a certain cartoon digit in a little while because, you know, that's how we rate ourselves. Gosh, I could just go on and on and on about the followers, the interactions, and the community that we've built and is growing daily. And the new thing I'm noticing that I probably like more than anything are followers I've met and become friends with, meeting other followers that I've met and become friends with, and then they are interacting, and you see the brain power behind the crew here. We are smarter than your average bear. All right, let's get up into the three pillars of profit. Again, if you're unfamiliar, we're doing daily, DFS, and jock market. All your stacks, backfills for daily play, jock market, but pricing and application, and then crossover into some total base props, which we've done very well with. Yesterday, a bit of a struggle. Uh, Man, there's so much nuance and context and details that go into this stuff. But in short, again, I I don't want to ever feel like we bury losses. That's never, ever the case. The main highlighted play, Mancini got across easily. Christian Yelich, that was really a bummer because he walked and scored. We were going up against Kyle Hendricks yesterday. The Brew Crew gets on the board early. I thought we were going to get exactly what we expected, and that was pretty much it. Yelich didn't really do anything. Again, walks don't count for total bases. I know I've gotten that question before. And then we got stung because I did add Jose Abreu to my Patreon sheet. And if you're into that and you want a bit more than we cover because I score every game, we run implied team totals, starting pitcher ranks, risks, strategies, parlays, rankings, settings, Pretty much everything you could think of, and if we're forgetting something, you let us know when we're going to add it. And if you do appreciate it, make sure you let Pat Mayo know, because he is the one providing all of this. I'm kind of banging the drum and blowing the harmonica, but without him, there's no me. And without me, I'm just yelling at my screen, and there's nobody there to listen to it. All right, let's get up into the thing that we do, man. Let's keep it going. We've been getting up off the mat and getting back into the black with betting and stuff. Jock Market, it's, it's funny. I don't want to ever sound arrogant or like we take it for granted, but you kind of see it, even when we're quote unquote losing. That's a thing. It's not you're not really losing. It's played around 
even, similar to the real stock market, it's played in percentage points, and there isn't this all or none that you really find yourself involved with when you're betting or playing DFS in particular. Again, it's not to knock DFS. I think there's really a place for it in a portfolio. I particularly like these winner-take-all contests. I'm not really interested in finishing 13th for $11.13. All right, let's get up into the first profit. Let's make some of that money, baby. Hold on, I got a graphic for you. You know it every day. Trying to bring that heat. We got the stacker, taka. No, it's not deja vu all over again. But we're going back to the Blackbirds in orange vests. Those Orioles against Glenn Otto, we're looking for right-handed Orioles. So there we go with the stack attack. That's our first little bit of nuanced lesson here. These are the biggest highlighted plays and the players that I think have the most crossover between all formats. But if you are into DFS and you need to backfill, that's what we want to be doing is looking for righties on the Orioles up against Otto, 5-6-3, ERA 1, 5 whip on the season. The FIP and Sierra both over 5.5, 17% K to 14% walk. That's a 3 percent K minus walk all you math major out there pairing it with a 26 percent chase rate now that's about eight percent lower than average but more to that point in 32 being the average it's like a third 33 percent lower than the average so he's walking too many hitters not inducing chases he's got to come in the zone and that's where we look for the batted ball quality allowed 23 percent line drive 42 percent hard hit rate via stat cast that's 95 miles an hour double digit barrel rate seven percent blast and a better than 400 x woba let's just for the new people blast are the ideal subset of barrels barrels don't really give us the production that we're used to and if you follow the barrel accounts on twitter or social media you'll see a lot more of them end with fly out or line out than they used to and then to xwoba is really a combination of exit velocity launch angle and sprint speed 400 really being for offense where we want to get behind and on pitching those are the attack metrics i like to call them we we're going to get after it against righties year to date this is auto it's been a real struggle 298 batting average allowed 880 ops he likes to feature a slider which is a bit unusual 36 percent use but it has a nearly 700 x slug and five extra base hits allowed the fastball no picnic either better than a 500 x slug allowed remember this is all to righties so we're going back to my dude trade bam bam boom boom mancini last 82 plate appearances against righties a 386 batting average 229 iso let's stop right there again for the new listeners iso iso is isolated slugging it's a measure of extra base hits so it's an extra base rate and the reason that matters so much again context nuance out of the ears out of the nose it's amazing i'm able to talk with it in every orifice these things matter OPS includes on base percentage, which includes walk rate, which do not count towards total bases. So if a player has a very high OPS, but one of these extraordinarily high walk rates in the time frame, you got to be careful. We actually don't mind strikeout rates. We want high swing rates. We want aggressive hitters. That's why batting average matters. But batting average matters. Singles, hard to ask for two singles. You could get it. But we are looking for those extra base hits. Again, why ISO matters so much. So Mancini with the 229 ISO is a 23% extra base hit rate. We're hoping for four at-bats and to get near that 25% to get us home. Better than 1,000 OPS and four ramalama ding-dongs in that time frame. Remember, we are getting out the electron microscope here at Cork Stats doing the things that we do. Like I mentioned, 
auto features the fastball and the slider that's the majority of the arsenal so we want to be looking at righties against right-handed fastballs and sliders mancini excellent in that time frame 52 hard hit 17 barrel 10 percent blast all the things we're looking for and he's batting second in the lineup and his boy ryan mountcastle yes he was out yesterday we had him circled he was a late scratch it was a sinus and he pinched it so he's fine i'm not really worried about any kind of recuperation time or anything like that same time frame last 30 days for mountcastle 86 plate appearances 61 percent hard hit rate 22 barrel nine blast against righties that's a 278 batting average 304 iso so 30 percent isolated slugging really a good benchmark for total base props 900 ops and five ding dong so give me those baltimore righties next up it's the same game we're looking for Texas righties against Spencer Watkins, who has been good the last two times out. I think we're going to be looking to sell the rip on that. 4-6-1 ERA, 1-5 whip, 8-66 OPS on the season for Watkins, not fooling any of the earn run indicators. XFIP, Sierra, and deserve ERA above 5.5. 12% walk to 9%, 12% K, excuse me, to 9% walk on the year again not any good these minuscule k minus walks where we want to be looking paired with a single digit swinging strike rate and a below average chase rate his is down at 30 which is still 10 percent worse than average again 30 or below where it becomes an issue be careful overreacting to single you know half percentage points and stuff there are such a thing as noise opposed to signal and watkins is a pitch to contact guy that number the end zone contact rate is up above 89 closing in on 90 so when batters make contact 41 percent in the air 41 percent hard hit right the wrong 40 40 club double digit barrel rate equals what you in the back 1.1 home runs per nine no we are not buying that that number is going to regress to the downside another pitcher with a worse than 400 expected woba year to date a five and a half era at home and an 891 ops to righties on the year they've also hit all five home runs allowed that fastball a 700 x log to righties so we want to be looking for dolis garcia on the season been killing right-handed pitching 240 plate appearances 47 hard hit 13 barrel better than a nine percent blast rate a 270 ba 233 iso again these metrics in place with 11 home runs zoom in a bit more last 95 plate appearances it's a 310 batting average 250 iso 911 ops and then also just to get out the microscope we've actually done very well on these for two reasons and another kind of application lesson on deck we gotta be careful chasing just recency stats now we understand there there is an element to that Health plus timing a lot of times equals production, especially in these advantageous matchups. This is where we want to be. There's nothing wrong with wanting hitters that are hitting. Home runs come in clusters, production comes in clusters, and sine waves, a lot of the things that we talk about. However, with the new ability to kind of zoom in on this analysis, certain 
pitches that are bad to certain handed hitters with certain movement profiles opposed to certain established track records can highlight players in spots that don't have the high L7, the high L14. Now that'll matter again for two reasons and where the application matters and why the people that listen to this show are just generally smarter than the rest. And if they weren't really coming in, I'd like to hope you leave with a half IQ point or two. So let's get back into the lesson that matters. And it's when you highlight hitters that are not hitting well at the time, but are in a good situation, it opens up the door to inherent leverage, something that we talk about often. Now, if there's a popular cheap player in DFS, everybody piles in. But if there's a cold cheap player, that's a good place to get ahead. In jock market, pricing is everything. I almost don't care how good, meaning I almost don't care about projections when it comes to jock market because the price is really what matters. Remember in jock market, as the price moves up, it means there is demand. Without the demand, there would be no price spike. So when you see a low price in jock market, you should automatically be thinking, attack, Take the names on the list and work them backwards from price up. Don't worry about who's in the better spot because, again, just a bit more application in jock market. You can hit a home run and not make money on that, which is odd, but I'll, I'll take it. In DraftKings or total bases, of course, a home run is a score. So we want to be thinking about that and why getting on players that either haven't been great can help us. Now, that's to Mitch Garver. Now that I kind of apologize for him, he just hasn't been good as of, I mean, I, I've got some good L14 numbers that's generally not just what I'm spinning. That's really not enough. He has been good since coming back as of late 984 OPS, 323 ISO last two weeks. But against right handed fastballs year to date, right, that's more what we're looking for 63% hard hit rate, right? So he's sending a good deal. Nearly two thirds of the fastballs that are going out are going out at better than 95 miles an hour. And I think he just homered. So again, it's not chasing statistics. It's health plus timing plus a good hitter with a track record in a bad pitching spot. So give me Adolis Garcia and Mitch Garver in that same game. And I know a lot of you are probably already thinking, wow, there's probably an overcoming at the end, and I haven't because if the F5 is at 5.5. I generally don't go up that high. Maybe we have to anyway. Uh, I'm not sure. It can be very tough to look for that much offense. We all know totals are extremely wide. Excuse me. Let's do the last stack. I know that ran a bit, and this show is going a bit long. I'll try and hustle up through the rest of it. But again, spoiler teaser, the bets are really based in this analysis, which is why I really wanted to spend my time there. The last stack, it's the trolley Dodgers from Hollywood, always up to no good. Dodger lefties against Jose Urania. I can't believe we're still doing this. I I couldn't even use the seven innings this year. I went back to 2020. I went back two calendar years. I'd say it's as far as you can go, but... That's as far as I'm going to go right now. It's about 130 innings. The whip is up near two. Allows a 335 batting average to lefties and a nearly 1,000 OPS. He has an 8% K rate to a 14% walk rate year to date. You never want the walks above the Ks. The in-zone contact rate at 93 with a nearly 1,000 OPS. Again, allowed to lefties. So that kind of bad trend on the macro. We've seen it continue in the micro, right? So I didn't want to just give you the little tiny bit and say this is what we're after. It, it, 
it's been something that's been a problem that has thus continued. So I think that's where we're going to be going. Let's go after Freddie Freeman, the GOAT list. 80 plate appearances against righties, 55 hard hit, 13 barrel. 333 BA, 261 ISO, better than 1,000 OPS, and four home runs in that time frame. And then we have another kind of this one to be really digging deep because I, I just love bucking the market. Um, Bellinger Wright would be the type of player that could be cheap and I love for DFS. Don't think you could run him out in total base props because he's going to be batting in the back of the lineup and they're at home, right? Think about the calculus, the application. Again, nuance, context, blah, blah, blah. Sounds like a good time. Hit the like button. Where else are you getting this? This show's kind of ridiculous, I think. I really do. This show is absolutely ridiculous. And when it's gone, I can only imagine where people are going to be wondering, like, where are you going to get this from? you got to have people get the Tyrone, you know, Dave Chappelle gif out. Sorry, Cody Bellinger really has kind of stunk, and that is what it is. But his last plate, 100 plate appearances against righty, some of the outputs, the input stats, not so bad. The hard hit rate, 95 miles an hour is above 40, 11 barrel, 8 blast, and he's done pretty well against right-handed sinkers. Now, Remember, that's what Urania features, that sinker. Remember, steep in, steep out. Bellinger does have the power stroke working this year against righty. So that's where I think we're going to have to go. Like I don't, I, In fact, I wouldn't bet the total base prop. I'd bet the home run prop before I bet the bases. You know, Bellinger really is kind of an all-in-on guy right now. All right, let's get up into the fantasy end. Again, if you're unfamiliar, I have a graphic up for the audio-only listeners. I'll walk you through it. Really not too much here, but I always want to just keep, we want to stay with the process. We want to stay regimented and doing exactly what we do because it's worked so well. Again, if you're unfamiliar to what we've been doing, Tuesday, we mine the advanced statistical leaderboard for pitchers. And Wednesday, we mine it for hitters. I like to time sort some more advanced stats that maybe not everyone has access to. And then highlight interesting names, right? I'm not going to just give you the raw leaderboard. Jordan Alvarez hits the ball hard. Aaron Judge hits the ball hard. How's that for hard-hitting analysis? Yes, I was up all night working on that one. All right, really, let's get into the X-Stat leaderboard. This is the last 30 days, minimum 40 plate appearances. I've also gone a step further to make sure I'm getting guys that are playing every day. I made that mistake early on in the year. My apologies. You know, you mind the board. Wow, look at the number. But you realize it's a second baseman not playing. Or, you know, Nick Gordon, who I liked, is now playing one every five days. That's not just going to pay the bills. All right, my boy, hat tip to all the big men out there without necks. Daniel Vogelbach leading both of these lists. I've got blast rate on the left. I explained that already. And then ex-woba on the right. We explained that as well. So now you can see why these two things compare. It's not just power. Ex-woba is also on base. Daniel Vogelbach, 14 and a half blast, almost 500 ex-woba. Now, granted, those numbers are not sustainable, but we know he can hit, and they're going to play him every day. He even leads off sometime. He's off the IL. Daniel Vogelbach should be added in pretty much all formats. All right, let me just run you down the blast list, and then we'll just kind of hash out maybe what kind of goes with it. Again, not too much here. A couple of Cubs in Wisdom and Suzuki. This is the blast rate. Remember Suzuki back from the IL. If somehow he's out there, you must add him. Wisdom playing every day. We know he hits in spurts. Jack Sawinski, Garrett Cooper, Cole Calhoun all together between 9 and 10% blast rate. Probably a good pairing right there. Power, every day playing. 
top five batting order. Beyond that, not really sure what else I'm promising or telling you to expect. Next up is Dylan Moore, Ramon Laureano, Caven Biggio, and Tyler Naquin. They all probably group together again, maybe the first three more so. Dylan Moore is going to getting an opportunity to play, particularly this week. We're on top of that because of the Winker suspension. I don't know if that will stick, but he is a player who's produced in fantasy category. So guys like that, if you have the roster spot... It can be worth holding on to. I'm not saying you drop anybody for Dylan Moore, but if a guy like that is getting playing and plays his way into it, steals, you know, can be tough. Guys can go for the combo meal. Again, that's where you get Ramon Laureano, a player I really like. He had the suspension. It was very tough for him getting into the groove. He's starting to hit... And we know there can be some pop in that bat. He's not a 35 home run guy, but it could be a 22 home run guy for across a season, maybe with a dead end ball, 18. But if he's a 25 steal, I mean, that's the kind of guy that you can get with, again, leading off, even though for a bad offense, he's going to be in the top third. And like I said, Naquin, who I really like with Cincinnati, he's just back off the IL. He must be rostered. Let's hope that he stinks for the rest of the week, maybe flies under the radar. We really have to hustle up and get through this. Okay. Then let's get over to the expected Wobblist audio only listeners. I'll walk you through it again. My boy No Neck Vogelbach at the top, $4.99, followed by G Man Choi, Cole Calhoun. Again, I've covered Man Choi at nauseum this year. If you have daily moves or bi-weekly moves like NFPC, he is fantastic because he plays against left uh, righties every day and mashes them. So, you know, you can't really do much worse than that. Cole Calhoun playing every day. He's a sine wave guy. You can get with him now. Be ready to drop him in 14 to 17 days. Austin Meadows back off the IL. He hasn't really done much, but again, we know there's potential there. The type of guy that's been discarded compared, um, I think, paired with Tyler Naquin. Those guys probably together. I think I I prefer Naquin over Meadows, but both rock in the 400x Wobo we mentioned before. Carlos Santana, Garrett Cooper, again, empty kind of power, but they are playing. Santana's playing every single day, and he's hitting. So while it's going on, I guess you can get with it. And at the bottom, less interesting, back with Dylan Moore. I only mention guys because he was on both lists. Mike Moustakas, who I used to love, and then I hated, and now he's burned me so many times, I don't really even think about rostering him, but 362x Wobo, we know when he's playing for the week in Cincinnati, he's probably viable. Keep an eye on him on the schedule. And then wrap it up with Luis Rengifo, who had prospect shine. He's been he's a post, 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 post hype guy, but he's playing every day for an Angels offense that stinks, and he's going to produce. There's going to be some room for him. All right, let's turn the corner and wrap this up, and you'll see why I was able to sink my teeth a bit more into the analysis in the front end. So if you've fast-forwarded, I'm doing the... You know, shame on you, finger thing. Um, you have to go back and check it out because we did get out the microscope and lay out all of these. Again, audio-only listeners, I don't have any actual bets placed. I've been trying to avoid the early slate because I know we have a lot of people that listen on the way home from work. And for me, it just doesn't really seem fair. So what I'd like to do is we focus the show on everybody, so everybody get a piece of it. And for the true DGens, the people that are watching this as soon as it drops, you get at me on Twitter at on at MLB Moving Averages at MLB Moving AVG on a bird app, and we'll go over the rest of the stuff. I will print at least the algo scores, and maybe I could push out the team totals just to get everybody going for the afternoon slate. I think there's four or five games in that jock market early slate. So that's a viable slate. I generally don't play jock market if it's only a game or two. But once we're at four or five games, and we've got some model hits. So hit me up on Twitter, and I'll get back at you, or the Patreon page is always open. And remember, it's all free, starting pitcher ranks, the matrix, and all that stuff. So 
the three bets we have. Unbelievably so, Trey Mancini, after getting us across the finish line yesterday and all the delicious statistics I laid out for you earlier, his odds moved in the other direction. So we're going to say, yes, sir. May I please have some more? So Trey Mancini over one and a half total bases at plus 130. Let's get this one in the first inning. I actually think he's a good candidate for a home run. Then to my boy, Mount Castle will be back. He should be batting cleanup. And he's at plus 120, which again, we absolutely love the pricing on these props. And it's why I've been so into them, to be honest. Think about the confidence level. Maybe this will be the last feather in the cap before we go. When you bet, again, everybody's different. I have gotten myself into some pretty interesting arguments with bettors much smarter than myself that talk about assigning probabilities. This has a better uh, edge of winning this game than this one. And I've always pushed back and say, "Who? how do you know that? Who knows that? No one knows that. My working theories, and I believe part of why I've been so successful, is I believe most of these contests, games, and the like, are right around 50-50. They really are. The game starts, and you realize the Pirates and the Yankees look at yesterday. Pirates swept the Dodgers a couple weeks ago. It's hard to separate, because baseball is so very variant in the small set. So, like, be focused more on pricing. And I'm not saying, listen, obviously I'm doing the analysis. Obviously we are never bypassing the work for the price. These things have to work in accordance. They're very much symbiotic is the right word. But that being said, to the confidence level, I, I personally cannot find bets, wagers, the like, that come at these beautiful plus odds. Remember, plus 120, 20% better. Than even on the betting board, there isn't going to be a dog at plus one twenty that I feel as confident as I do. Mountcastle getting two bases off the garbage Texas pitching staff today, and that'll get us to the last one. And maybe the feather on the feather outside of confidence is being flexible and malleable. Something I always talk about. I had set my rule at only playing total bases that were at even or better. Freddie Freeman just popping off the page. It's minus 105. Get it before it's minus 120. I think that's more of a realistic parameter. Minus 115, minus 120. I think even at minus 110, standard juice, if you really, really love the play, and remember, it fits in all the rest of the bins. Freeman bets second. If you bet fourth or fifth, maybe you say no. You need the extra plate appearance. We know the Dodgers not only have one of the highest implied overs on the board they also their f5 is set at the very unusual 3.5 something i'm also modeling check it out on patreon so mancini plus 130 mountcastle plus 120 and freeman minus 105 that's the very first minus prop bet i posted i will be doing bets we're not getting away from betting but i think in this environment of books really really putting their thumb on the scale for odds they have really really pressed favorites part of that is the public juicing up the favorites there's more to it now there are more indicators let's say from trading terms where maybe lineup matters a lot more than it used to. Where, given the price, I would have been confident if one of my hitters was out. Right, Baltimore yesterday, you bet Baltimore, now Castle doesn't play, you still feel confident. Where now, because the odds have tightened, 
I believe that really matters. Wind, weather in particular, things that are not the same now as they are later. So don't think me a coward that I haven't played these. These matchups remain. So that will do it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show today. We got your stack attacker. Remember, Baltimore righties, Texas righties, trolley dodger lefties. We've got players and teams throughout two of the three late slates. If you want info on the early slate, hit me up on Twitter. Get up in the comments on YouTube. Hit us up on everywhere. Make sure to follow on Twitter and on Patreon. If you're into this stuff, even if you're not using the work to tail, let's say, and you're just using it as a comparison. In fact, I think, I mean, I'm more proud of the model work than I am of the betting picks, to be frank, because I understand the, I don't control the outcome of the betting picks. So when things are great, I really didn't do much. And when things are not, I really didn't do much because the model is so wildly consistent all the time. So that'll do it from the big dude. Love you as much. You know I do, man. I wouldn't put in this type of work and effort if I didn't. This show just reeks of effort, and I know that you know that. So please press the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Rate, review, and subscribe the podcast. You cannot possibly imagine what a podcast review is. So for the handful of you out there that truly, really like to dig deep and help, you can't, like I don't want your money. If you right now are thinking about sending me $5 on Patreon or leaving a podcast review, the answer is a clear podcast review. It is not even close. Not that far that I'm going to send you $5, but it's far enough that I don't want your money. I've been very blessed in this life. I'm more into getting people in a position where they're creating the own type of independence that I have. So that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, baby, from Quark Stats, Mayo Media Net 2022, love you much, man. We'll catch you on the flip side. And remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck. I'll catch you in a jock market, yo. Peace.